Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, you will never in a trillion years experience the film. Cheated. It's a, such a sadness. Such a sad. You think you've seen a film on your film on your fucking telephone. Fucking telephone. Get real. Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Previously on Brain Buster Boys. That David Lynch video. <laughs> watched uh, little bits of dynamite this week on our fucking telephone. Yeah, we did. Hey, who the heck are you guys? I mean, David Lynch is in my kitchen right now. Wow, it's so great to meet you, sir. What are you doing here? You two decided to watch AEW Dynamite on your fucking telephones. Were we about to get pulled into the Black Lodge? Wouldn't you want to know? Or you don't want to know? What about Smack Boyle? He helped oh. us last time we encountered this. Black Lodge, that's what you said? Oh boy, oh boy. You two are in some deep, deep shit, let me tell you. It's a simple exchange. The Black Lodge is taking somebody no matter what. So if you're not going in, someone else has got to go in your place. Please let this work. All right, fellas. I'll see you in 25 years. What just happened? I. Uh... I think, I think Lynch got uh, sent to the Black Lodge. I wonder where Lynch ended up with all this shit. Well, where the heck am I? Royal Rumble 92? Huh, that's weird. Well, at least I got my smokes. May as well fire one up. Okay, very good. Rick Flair, you have made world... Put that cigarette out. Well, okay. You put on a good show there, Gene. Well, God damn it, I'm in fucking 1992. Gee whiz. Well, at least you can't watch a movie on your fucking telephone here. Well, I guess I'll go outside for my smoke now. After Gene told me to put it out. There's got to be some way to get back to the present. And when I do, I'm going to get those fucking brainbuster boys. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally, dude. No, 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 no. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't know about it. No, 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 man. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, you know, I just, I just don't know about it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, dude. One, one, one second. Fucking tight. 
sorry, Rich. Uh, I uh, had to watch the end of you know uh, Cody Jericho Full Gear 2019. Yeah, man, like it's it's so fucking incredible. Six and a quarter stars. Yeah, yeah, like start to finish, and um, like it's perfect of a finish as it is. You know, MJF helping Cody win, and then he and Cody together now, biggest baby faces in fucking AEW. Like, could you imagine watching a match as good as this on your fucking telephone? <laughs> I mean, like, get real. Sorry, dude. I've just been marking out hard today. Yeah, yeah, I know. I need to get out of the house. Sorry, man. It's just, you know, I've been telling myself that I'm walking out the door in 30 minutes, but then it's like five hours later and I'm knee deep in another pay-per-view. Oh, shit. Hang on, dude. Jesus, I need to clean up around here. This place is fucking gross. Sorry, what were you saying, man? But yeah, man. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to, you know, uh, pass on this cookout. Like, you know, I got food I need to cook here, and so I think I'm just gonna have to hang back, you know, and, uh, you know, besides, honestly, I'm not feeling driving all the way up to Cincy for a cookout where I just don't know most of the people there. Oh, Shelby wants me to come? At her place? Shit. It's been forever since I've seen her. I mean, damn. You know, we used to be super tight, but... Yeah. Alright, okay. I'll go. As long as it's not too, you know, super crowded and all. And, uh, who else is gonna be there? Oh, wait. Wait, who are you talking about? Brett? Brett who? Buster Boys, episode 75. My name is Brett Jagger, along with the Beaumont Rand. Hey, uh, you all right there? Oh, oh man, I'm just fine. Um, I'm just like, I don't know, uh, running out of ways to say hello. Uh, I think I've said hi, hello, what's up, how you doing? In, you know, pretty much every conceivable way at this point. Well, uh, looks like you just came up with a new way there. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I uh, had the privilege of going to Dynamite this week, so that was a ton yeah. of fun up in Columbus, Ohio. Like Unfortunately, you had to miss it, but uh, yeah. we'll be getting uh, getting more into that. Great time, as always. Went with our buddy Rich and... We actually did find a third, uh, one of our mutual friends, he lives in Columbus and we didn't even realize that or didn't even think about it till we were on the way up and he decided to come. So that was tight. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, um, you know, still been keeping up with the G1 been pretty good, but, uh, the schedule has been a little fucky, but got to watch, uh, Osprey Shingo today. And, uh, as always, that was pretty fucking tight. I mean, you've seen one of their matches before, yeah. right? Uh, 
I think we we watched the one in Milwaukee with Chad. Oh yeah, when we last were at, year we were at uh Madison. Madison, yeah, Madison, right? yeah, yeah. Madison. Madison yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But another great installment from them. Their fifth singles match, all incredible. Five stars yet again. Yeah, it's uh, been watching a lot of stardom. Their tournament started. I still need to get you to watch some of that at some time. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool. You all right? You seem a little out of it today. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I just didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Um, okay, honestly, I had this weird dream. Um, and it uh, like kind of had to do with her show. Really? What What was it about? Well, uh, you remember my old place in Old Louisville? Yeah, the one with the sweet porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and the huge cockroaches and the AC that would stop working each July and the fucking faucet that wouldn't quite turn off. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. Sounds like Goldman's place, but yeah, what about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was living there again, and it was like even more gross than when I actually lived there, like half-eaten food, overflowing trash, just grimy bathtub. and Damn. Uh, I mean, that must have been one vivid dream. But here's the thing. Like, I was sitting there in all that filth, just watching wrestling on the TV, interesting all right yeah and i and i like i just remember feeling like i i I loved wrestling like as much as you do like i was all about it you know just like pure unadulterated love in that mountain of filth it was like bizarre i don't know i i woke up in cold sweats and and just yeah wow yeah i mean sounds pretty bizarre and i guess i'm slightly impressed that uh wrestling seems to have found its way into your subconscious but uh sorry it was super weird oh oh and that's not even the start of it um i was on the phone with no joke shelby remember her from foxygen and unknown mortal orchestra and of course how could i forget i mean obviously that was the night we met bloomington indiana dude, that's not even the start of it so uh i was on the phone uh with rich in the stream you know um and uh, he, he was telling me, he had mentioned Shelby. You remember her from Foxygen and Unknown Mortar Orchestra? Yeah, uh, Rich was saying that Shelby was inviting me to something. And then things started to get hazy. And then she mentioned someone I didn't know. And then I woke up. Hmm, no shit, huh? No shit, man. Well, uh, I guess for the listeners, and I don't think we've told this story, but I know we've mentioned it, that uh, Bo and I met back at a Foxygen and Unknown Mortal Orchestra show in Bloomington, Indiana in 2013. What was it, March? Yeah, yeah, it was sometime early March. Yeah, yeah, March yeah. yeah, March 2013. So, yeah, Bo was coming up from Louisville, meeting myself and our friend Rich, who I mentioned earlier, and Staverman and Chris. And Bo was uh, driving up with, well, it was your friend, Shelby. Um, I'd never met her. That was the first time I met her. Yeah, yeah. We, we were all meeting up together uh, to go to the show. Yep, yep, that's right. Rich had invited me, I believe, you know, because I obviously didn't know you, nor Staverman, nor Chris at that yeah. point. Yeah, yep. Um, but, um, <laughs> dude, okay. 
I don't know why this just hit me like an asteroid hit the dinosaurs. Um, you remember at that show how I kept signing all my receipts as Cody Zeller? Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that was a time Rich and I were doing that a lot. I remember signing yeah. one as David Akers at some place. Oh, the but... kicker from the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so he is a Louisville guy. Louisville did you know guy. That? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I guess Zeller, he was playing for IU at that time. Oh, right? oh yeah, almost certain, like Tom Crean era in the thick yeah. of it. Uh, that, you know, that's why I thought it was hilarious, you know. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But anyway, yeah, we went to the show. It was awesome. Had a blast. Met one of the dudes from Foxygen. And then we went to, uh, shit, what was that place? Uh, Kilroy Sports. Kilroy Sports, yeah. And it was Shelby who bought Sam French a slice of pizza. Sam France. Sam France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it was right at the at the very end. Oh, yeah, at the very end. But uh yeah, we're getting sidetracked, but it's cool. Those were uh those were some good times. But uh, uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we may as well continue the story, but we went well, and then all the like bars were closed early because it was spring break. So oh, we, yeah, we went yeah. back to the hotel and well, I'll let you take it uh take it from here, even though I'm sure you don't really remember much of it since you were uh, a bit, dare I say, cooked. Yep. <laughs> I didn't, but yeah, I yeah, there's no way I can. I mean, you know, uh, I think this is your story to tell. I mean, this could all be one elaborate ass plank you guys have played on me for nine years now. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, you were passed out just on one bed uh, with uh, Rich and Shelby were on that bed. And then it was myself, Staves and Chris on the other bed watching Reservoir Dogs on a laptop. And uh, right beside you on the other bed was Rich and Shelby making out right next to your uh comatose body it was it was uh fucking hilarious i can see it right now it was beautiful well how would you know secondhand beauty maybe it all appeared in a dream to me like last night you know that would be conveniently uh very interesting yeah well good shit good shit that's yeah. uh great times yeah man for sure for sure uh what when was the last time you talked to old shelby um i mean her and rich never like really dated did they no i don't think so like officially or technically but man last time had to be like Warcastle, maybe no yeah. no 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 so remember the microbrewery we went to on mine and sanford's birthday you know chris was there katie was there Sanford's. oh birthday. yeah the yeah. one by that toasties place yeah yeah i forget the name it's black on the outside but yeah the big outdoor area but it's that place yeah yeah I yeah i remember that yeah well, shit, this was uh, fun bringing this story up, but, um, you know, let's, I guess let's get on with it. We got, uh, got that dynamite uh, that we went to in Columbus. So uh, you want to roll on? Hey, you, you all right, bud? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sure. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you've scaped your pubes. <laughs> make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. All the way. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below the belt grooming is making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com 
for 20% off and free shipping with our code BBB. Hey, Bo, tell them about what they can get to smooth Talk- their sack this summer. Talking points. Uh, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Mm. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The shed. Yeah, the shed. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which you should know pretty well if you listen to us. Uh, yep. Features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their Banskin safe technology. Um, it also has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch, um, which can engage in a travel lock. And it gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a precise shave. Mm mm. And you know what's wild? Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? I don't think I've ever mentioned that before. No, I don't think so. Beach, lake, shower, or pond, or creek, or river, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes Mm. or swimming pool. Um, But now that you have the perfect haircut, use Manscaped's liquid formations to keep that freshness even at the hottest barbecues. Most importantly, use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to stay cool in the heat. Use it. Use it with a soothing aloe vera formula. It's the best in the business for below the waist freshness. And this clear drying formula will keep looking good while smelling good. John mm. Good. Mm. That's, that's Moxley's real name. Mm-hmm. Um, Manscaped even threw in two, three, two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, which will bring your comfort to another level. Um, wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months like me right now. Uh, take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. Wow. Um, sounds interesting. The kit, So this kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. Wow. like Because, you know, I can use it to trim my mustache red. Um, yeah, with this performance package, including all the stuff we just read, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0. Uh, call us to action, Brady. Okay. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. You know it. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.c. It's smooth sack summer, boys and girls. Get on board or get left behind, and you know why. Because your balls will thank you. I learned French. Uh, the, the French are welcome in Montreal, and it's a dear yin. AEW Dynamite, episode 148, live from the Schottenstein Center on the campus of Ohio State University, Columbus, Ohio. I was in attendance. Good times, good times. Um, yeah, we had uh, in pretty incredible seats. Uh, thank you to my friend BJ Whitmer for the hookup. We were like 12 rows up from the floor and like dead center. So we were like right next to where the main TV cameras are, the hard cam, mm-hmm. they call it. Uh, so yeah, seats were premium. And uh, we kicked off with a bit of a banger. Uh, Jay Lethal. Well, the first the first music we got to hear was Orange Cassidy, so that was obviously fun. And Rich is a big Orange Cassidy guy, so yeah, uh, opener. But he took the L, a uh, a rare L for Orange Cassidy, as Jay Lethal uh, defeated him in twelve minutes eighteen seconds. And from what I recall, pretty clean. I mean, I know Singh and Sanjay came out at one point, but I think the ending was pretty clean, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was uh, 
you know, pretty, uh, yeah, it was pretty, you know, it was clean, you know, for, uh, for a heel, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you say orange, uh, you know, rare, I guess he must stockpile a lot of wins. Cause yeah. I don't know, seeing him like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've just seen him lose a lot lately. <laughs> You yeah, know, I mean, like, he did lose to Osprey, but I guess he lose was... another. He lost to Wardlow, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but those did. were like expected losses. Yeah. This one, at least to me, I mean, I felt like it could have gone either way. Like Rich and I, when we went to the Indianapolis Dynamite in 2019, we called it the perfect game because we were predicting all the matches and we got them all right up until like one of the post dark matches. And this one. He's like, I'm taking orange. And I'm like, I don't know. It could go either way. And obviously we missed it. And the perfect game got blown on match number one. But uh, the the crowd was hot. I think uh, that probably translated a little on TV because our guy Travis texted me while we were there saying the crowd sounded hot. But uh, yeah, right off the bat, obviously orange gets the crowd going. Um, some nice near falls in this match, but uh, yeah, lethal got the dub with the uh, lethal injection and uh, it appears he's setting up a uh, TNT title shot versus Mr. Wardlow. So you're going to give Wardlow the electric chair now, you know, he did the lethal injection. Oh, maybe go to the, the, the firing squad or the, yeah, you know, the, the doc gallows, you know, the, <laughs> that was funny. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. But yeah, then I guess uh what best friends came out and then Wardlow came out to get the save. But uh yeah, so uh that match will happen at some point and uh I'm sure Wardlow will win, but oh, uh, it's uh, it's happening. Um it's is belt, it the belt battle. Belt battle. Okay. Well that is happening tonight as we're recording this on a Saturday. So I guess we're planning to get that in here tomorrow right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, later later tonight or whenever yeah yeah sweet so uh yeah belt battle and uh wardlow will win but hey um and then we get the return of the undisputed elite which uh provided some intrigue all five of them came out together first time we'd seen cole and o'reilly and fish and sometime i mean at least like month, cole forbidden door and then the other two before that i think um so yeah they were building up this whole thing and you know i was kind of thinking in my head that something's gonna happen uh i guess i didn't think they would turn on them this abruptly but the whole time we were sitting next to this other dude who I can't also knew people in AEW and he said he goes to like every show in the Midwest and driving distance. He lives in Pittsburgh, but we were talking like if Kenny comes out right now, I'm going to shit just because like they, the rumors have come out that that's, he might be coming back soon. That, and that's like, probably all out, right? You probably think? at this point, but like, and as it was happening, it's probably going to be hangman and as it was but like if kenny would have come out man the the roof would have come off that yeah. place for sure that was good it was uh hangman had nice pants with the butterflies um <laughs> and know. his tight wife beater yeah. i think that's the first time i can recall him wearing the beater like that yeah yeah you looked extra trashy and uh <laughs> you know his pecs uh, were popping out yeah and uh you know uh like it was it, it was uh fuck i forgot what i was gonna say well Never mind. what Crying. about yeah, what about the crying, crying kid, kid? Crying which kid, which we didn't get, we obviously didn't see uh, being in the, the arena. So, what was it like? Right, and I haven't rewatched it, but was it like right after Cole took out 
Nick yeah, well, or whomever. Well, well I, I wish I could because I, I remember I, I rewound it multiple times because I was just like I, I kept like skipping past it because I wanted to pause it and take a yeah, picture because yeah. I love it. Love seeing children upset, <laughs> you know, um, but speaking of upset, someone gets very upset later on. on oh, yeah, he does. Tell me. <laughs> new, but, new, um, new high. Um, but yeah, this. Um, yeah. The, um, I think like someone had said, oh, my God, like someone in commentary was like, hey, you know, I can't believe this. And they cut to. This dad comforting a kid with just tears going down his eyes. Yeah. Who, I've know, seen that. I've seen the still image, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. but yeah. I've yet to see like the actual video. Yeah, ju- ju- just this kid was utterly just destroyed the, yeah. by the fact that the young bucks, who I assume were his favorite wrestlers, yeah, you know, and I mean, this is a pretty little kid too. But this, now yeah. they're gonna—he be... was being held by yeah. his dad. He's uh, that. But little. now they're gonna be good guys, so he yeah. should be happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but it reminded me of Ms. Girl from WWE, I don't know, seven years ago when I don't even remember what the Miz did, but he pissed off this girl and she had a very, very mean stare and it became a meme, yeah. uh, just like this kid. But uh, yeah, so, you know, it certainly uh, appears we're setting up Young Bucks and Hangman against Cole, O'Reilly and Fish. You know, seems like that'll likely be the trios tournament final, I would guess. At, at all out, I think they're doing that. And then maybe we get a Kenny appearance there. But uh yeah, I mean, I think this is something we've seen coming ever since Adam Cole got here to AEW. And uh now it's now it's here. The two factions have officially split. So uh intrigue on the horizon. Cool. <laughs> And it's giving Hangman something. This is like the first meaningful thing he's had to do, I feel like, since he dropped the belt. So yeah, yeah. good to see, you know, them, you know, he's like he, like the, the crowds cheer. I'm sure, you know, maybe I mean, you were fucking there, you know, yeah. but uh, like <laughs> it, it, this is the loudest I've heard people cheer for him since he was, you know, had the title. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So uh, then there was a classic Mox promo backstage talking about the upcoming Wheeler Yuta Jericho match and that he doesn't give a shit who he faces. And when that bell rings, he doesn't respect anybody. So uh, yeah, that sets the tone for later. Oh yeah. And he said, when you step in the ring with me, this is not a game. And it's not, that's fucking real life, bud. Uh, Except for the fact it's technically not. Kayfabe. Um, and then so I went to like the bathroom or get a beer at this point and then came back out and saw, I guess it was Jungle Boy like speeding in on a beep. So I like missed the very beginning of that oh. segment and then caught that. The looked, end. That, that looks like he uh, looked like he was just driving way too fast. Indoors. So yeah. Yeah, funny enough, the dude we sat next to, like he knows one of his friends that like works for the AEW video team. So mm-hmm. he's like, they he said they had to shoot that like five times because it was pre pre taped. And he said they had to shoot it like five times because of just like the angle he was coming in on. Like it's a, it was, it was a tough shot to get, but uh, interesting behind the scenes note there, but, uh, and then, oh yeah, he comes out later. So we'll, we'll save that for that. And then we get a rare first hour women's match. And not only that, it was really good. Um, We had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter defeat the team of Thunderstorm, uh, 12 minutes, two seconds. But yeah, I loved this. Uh, this might've been the, I don't know if it was the loudest the crowd got, but I feel like the excitement might've been highest during this one. We got a, this is awesome chant. 
And yeah, with it, we need more of this shit from the women's division. Like yeah. I, this was a very compelling matchup. There's feuds kind of all around here. You know, wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be. And I still don't really know what like kind of the plan is with Thunder Rosa and the title here. Like is Brit going to get the challenge again? Is Jamie Hayter maybe going to challenge? Cause she got the pin still, still murky, still, still murky, yeah. but yeah, you know, I was, I was entertained, you know, like, especially like after coming off of like what we talked about with SummerSlam and how WWE's women's division was just head and shoulders above this. Yep. Um, you know, this was at least a nod in that direction. So give them something, you know? Yeah. Was, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Good action. No, uh, the whole time uh, we had the double German suplex spot at one point. And um, yeah, I guess I, I do remember it was a lot of like everyone kind of being in the ring at one point, which is, as we know, something people complain about a lot. Well, about what's AEW. her name? Reba McIntyre, yeah. you know, whatever her name is. <laughs> With those tight leather pants. Yeah. I like that. But you know. um, yeah, it was a bit chaotic, but very, very enjoyable. And yeah, I think Jamie Hayter just rocked. Um, I think it was, was it Thunder or was it? I think it was Tony Storm. Yeah, I don't think Thunder Rosa got pinned, but yeah, hammered her with the clothesline and uh, they got the dub. And I know we've been talked about this before, but I still want to see Jamie Hayter break away from Britt, whether it's, you know, her turning on Britt or Britt turning on her. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think she's got the skills to be on her own and the little times we've seen her talk, it's been good. But uh, yeah, more of this for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing me. else to add uh yeah I, I agree more that you know i think this is you know best the most entertaining i've been in an aew women's match for a while and then there was a video with sammy and ty in paris are they gonna do it are, getting oh, have, married have they already been married uh did they See, i don't know if this is real like i know they're engaged in real life but that happened not too long ago i mean shit knowing them they probably really are getting married but i don't know i mean they showed the video of them in paris and like right when they popped it up literally all i could think of or say is just like i hate these two did, did everyone boo them yeah and it just sucks because we've talked like ty conti was such a good wrestler great baby face you know really liked her and sammy it's not like we disliked him like but now it's just like it's go away heat as we've said it's just it sucks like azar texted me today out of the blue he's just like you know who i fucking hate sammy Guevara. <laughs> yeah and he's someone who doesn't like to shit on you know wrestling or wrestlers but uh he yeah. fired away and uh yeah. so i wonder if they're gonna do like a, like a wedding like a wrestling wedding you know and then someone's gonna interrupt it and they're just gonna i be don't i think the wedding is supposed to have occurred in paris i believe oh but, okay like they're getting married now that's but, lame uh, like go to paris to get, you know like <laughs> yeah just fuck off losers <laughs> And then I guess on commentary, oh yeah, Kingston interrupted the video. That's right. Who cares? Who cares? And then yeah, he ultimately challenged Sammy to a match it all out. So that'll be good. Eddie needs to fucking win. But Any better. Like 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 can you imagine how pissed off people it would be? Yes, I can. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like 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 I feel like that type of pissing people off, like it's not good. Like it doesn't help anyone, you know. I think it just that not yeah. good 
Yep. Um, and then I guess at this point on commentary, Taz started talking about Team Taz being officially done. And then we have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ren Jones, the jobber. And uh, this one ends pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, your typical squash match. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the crowd was ready. I was wearing my Ricky Stocks t-shirt. Yeah. And, man, he fucking booked it out there. Well, it's it? funny. Yeah, it's funny because the music kind of came in the... And and then he came in there like and, it's and, too and, slow of him. He's already at the ring before. Yeah, yeah. And then and then like it, it shut off. And then like Powerhouse Hobbs, who was wearing I wrote the, uh, he, you remember the crappy Washington Wizards Gilbert Arenas jerseys that yeah. were black and gold. That's uh, what he was wearing reminded <laughs> me of that. Um, yeah, so yeah, then Powerhouse Hobbs, what was it? Just slammed him. Yeah, they and, exchanged, uh, they did their kind of hockey fight, and yeah, yeah, he ended up hitting him with uh, the spine buster. But yeah. uh, and, then, and then the powerhouse Hobbs music came on, so the Ricky Starks powerhouse, yeah, yeah, the, the little burst sounded funny, you know? yeah. And then I was just like, it reminded me, I can't tell you the episode, but it was definitely early on in our episodes when Miro fucking booked it out. At oh, one point. do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what prompted it, but he just booked it from the back and this is what this reminded me of you know, starks was flying down there you know and speaking of early episodes like you know so obviously team taz is dead right yeah you know, he says that he proclaims it and it made me think like you know like i feel like we're on a you know like a trajectory like taz is yeah know? like because like <laughs> in the beginning we were number two you know number two and now it's like we're behind the commentary booth wearing a tie oh why I don't know. I just, I just had that kind of feeling, you know, like it's not like a bad place to be, but yeah. Okay. Uh, what was, I guess this is no longer just the start. This is the, this is the end. This is the end. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, and then Darby Allen promo where I guess he really got the tattoo on his hand that says the coffin drops on Brody King. I mean, did you see? Like he put. Yeah, his I hand, did. It was did. the whole time they're making tattoo, and yeah, he put it up. He's gonna I mean, be like the guy from Memento. He's gonna run out of space, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh shit! Remember Sammy Jenkins? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's happening at Cork by the Lork <laughs> next <laughs> week. Um, yeah, and then good old Jr. comes out, and then we get the geriatric match, as Rich was called. It between two of the oldest competitors in AEW, but uh, you know, it was a solid little match for sure. Uh, crowd was yeah, definitely getting way behind he... Matt Hardy. Um, our buddy Adam, who was with us, had, you know, he he was like a wrestling attitude era fan, hasn't watched recently, but he was loving the delete, especially when he would take him to the turnbuckle and he'll go delete, 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 and like down the he, he was dying, so that was a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, I, this is probably like the first match we've seen heel Christian wrestle, right? I yeah, think yeah, he's just I kind of been so. talking shit, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's got a very punchable face, yeah, you yeah. Know? he's yeah, doing yeah. good work, but uh, yeah, this was a, a good match. Uh, Hardy got put through a table at the end, which yeah, it, much... uh, that happens to him a lot. Now, yeah. I, feel <laughs> I like. mean, they were there were uh, table boys for sure, not yeah, as much yeah. as the Dudley boys, but yeah. 
Yeah. And we'll, t- uh, we'll table that thought, you know. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, Christian uh hit the kill switch for the dub. And yeah, he's getting ready to set him set Matt Hardy up for the concerto, just like he took out Jungle Boy a few months back. And here comes Jungle Boy. And was he so again? I only saw a picture. Did his shirt say Christian Cage is a pussy? Yeah, yeah. It, okay. said, it said it, it was black and it said it in real squished impact yeah. font. So like, I wasn't sure if that was just a meme or if that was real. So that's pretty tight. Yeah. Um I think yeah. it had a period at the end, it was like a sentence, you know. Oh, that's, that's even same. tighter. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, then we got, uh, well, and again, I think that match will certainly happen at all out and it should be great. Certainly. Uh, then we had a Daniel Garcia interview. He says he's the dragon killer and yeah, let's, uh, capitalize off that momentum from that win last week, but I'm guessing Danielson will probably get a rematch and win, but. Oh, uh, sure. Certainly. And now we get. Very, very, very upset, Ethan Page. So he had actually come out, like, I guess what was during the commercial break and, like, interrupted things, took the mic. He's like, no, 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 I am not leaving here until this gets live. And you could actually see him, like, communicating with whoever at ringside going, like, three, two, one. And I guess was he just, like, sitting on the turnbuckle or was he yeah. sta- Okay. No, yeah. I think when they cut to it, he would just stand there. Okay. The on and television. he went he went off deservedly so rightfully so i mean everything he said is true like why doesn't he have an action figure why isn't he on tv more guys fucking great yeah we he's know mad it. he was mad yeah, he was very very upset and you know uh, uh he uh is dan lambert and those guys gone because it seemed like he was you know i would think normally. so because yeah. i mean i think that just kind of has naturally happened and, and then it's scorpio season just lost so he's just kind of <laughs> He gone yeah. ejected you know it's a shame yeah. but uh yeah such i love i love yeah it really is such a such a sadness uh that yeah. stokely hathaway came out and Paige didn't see him for a while and i you know in the jumbotron in the arena like i loved the camera shot because it was page up close and then you could just see stanley or stokely <laughs> just kind of standing there in the background waiting patiently and then finally he turns and sees him I just thought that was really well done and he took the business card and they walked out. So Stokely's building an army here. Uh, we had Lee Moriarty a couple weeks ago. He's obviously got the baddies. Uh-huh. He put up like a picture on Twitter with Moriarty, Ethan page, and then like a black space, which looked like it could fit maybe two more people. So uh, yeah, he's recruiting a stable and uh, I love it. Cause Stokely Hathaway's the yeah. man. Yeah. He's a happening, happening happening guy yeah he is neato yeah neato petito very zito yeah yeah. um (laughs) and yeah oh yeah this is when we had uh matt daddy magic matt menard cool hand angelo parker and your girl anna jas i'm gonna choke you out i'm gonna choke you out i'm gonna choke you out and then she choked out some security guy back there Man, she's like the high school drama club compared to everyone else in the rest of the mic. That's uh, she truly is. I, I think. Yeah, she is like like you could tell that she's just you know like not like, much charisma. 
Yeah, yeah. She's just not not close, you know, like on a different level than the rest but of these. Honestly, players. that's how Jungle Boy was at first, and he's gotten a lot better. I mean, yeah. the only way you're gonna get better is to get out there with a live mic, and that's something she just hadn't really had much as a yeah. baby face. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. So what happened to the Dark Order too? Are they just dark and you know? Well, so I mean, five and Stu Grayson both didn't get their contracts renewed, so there's only four of them left. It's just ten silver reynolds and evil uno so, um, so in, in negative one I, and i mean they wouldn't yeah. disband it you know they like no, think, yeah, so they're yeah. still active on being the elite and things of that sort silver and reynolds had one of the dark matches crowd was going nuts for them so yeah and i mean they've still been like associated with hangman on being the elite but then he's kind of like gone the other way but yeah i think they'll still always be around but they're sure. definitely you know, kind of more of a mid-card comedy act, but uh, man, last summer they had their that five-on-five elimination, even though they lost. But that entrance with the what was it? You don't need a hat to be a cowboy, and that whole yeah, thing yeah. was just so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. So uh, yeah, we get uh, the dumpster match. Um, which I actually just wrote an article on the Sportster about this. Okay, I don't think it it's out. published yet. But yeah, this was only, to my knowledge, the fourth dumpster match, at least in WWE slash AEW history. First one was involved Billy Gunn. So I think mm-hmm. that's why they did it with the gun club. It was the New Age Outlaws against Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, which was Mick Foley and Terry yeah. Funk. The second one was King of the Ring 2000. It was the Dudley Boys against DX. It was Road Dogg, X-Pac, and Tori. There was a woman in it. And then the third was Braun Strowman and Kalisto on Raw in 2017. And then this one, um, Gun Club made their entrance first, and then the acclaimed come out. Do you remember the Braun Strowman song, that Shane McMahon song, like when he brought out his guitar? That was the stupidest <laughs> shit, like wasn't it? That whole storyline that was last year, right? Yeah, I remember. The, they, they, yeah, they did the cage match. This dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> and then they used the Braun strip, like the train horn, like anytime he'd like hit someone outside. <laughs> Oh, Vince, 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 Vince. Bye. Um, oh, and the claim, speaking of that, they had a couple good rhymes, one of which well, included Vince. So I, yeah, yeah, I was, was getting to that. So first yeah. they come out and immediately hit Billy Gunn because he's up on the stage with a trash can and throw him into the dumpster. So he's out. And then Bowens comes out and clocks both of them with trash cans immediately. And then, yeah, Caster is doing his rap and yeah let what was it so it's no filter we ain't instagram we'll make the ass boys retire like vince mcmahon and yeah, yeah the place obviously went nuts yeah and, yeah yeah and then there's something about we're as positive as joe biden's covid test oh yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah so yeah good stuff they're clearly baby faces now everyone loves them i'm on board now for sure um and yeah this was you know it was a bit of a shit show but uh i think this was a a good good fun for sure yeah uh yeah it was a bit of a shit show you know uh i mean i guess like when you get people in the dumps you know there are only like so many things you can do when you get someone in the dumpster they push out yeah you know like it's it's um kind of like a coffin match but exactly yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty pretty much the same thing yeah um, Um, but but no i mean they claimed they're kind of cool now yeah 
talk about the beginning when we hated him. Yeah. Well, especially Caster we hated. We always kind of liked Bowens, but yeah, 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 they won me over. Uh, One spot on this that I love, especially being there, it was cool to see was when I think it was Sid Gunn uh, threw Bowens like off the dumpster onto like a pile of trash cans. Like being in the arena and just hearing that sound and see it's like, oh, that probably fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. And also what probably fucking hurt was when at the very end, uh, whenever they um, put him in the dumpster and they push him over the stage. So that was also a rehash of 1998 when the New Age Outlaws did that two cactus and chainsaw it was like leading up there's like a month plus prior to wrestlemania but it's still to this day one of my favorite jim ross calls and i might have even done it last week but they're like pushing it's like no my god and then he's like my god my god there's people in there there's people in there <laughs> so so i i had a feeling they were gonna do that again yeah uh, what, what jr was out for that was after they did the oklahoma thing you know which they yeah did so he was there for i'll have to go back and watch it i, I think he was he usually comes in halfway through the show yeah he came he was out there i wonder if he said that line again though yeah. i'll have to get out and watch that but yeah always loved that um and yeah it was interesting seeing that live i don't know how much they showed on tv but like they were really having a difficult time pushing that dumpster yeah, like it took them time to like get it in place. So I don't know if they'd like stayed on the camera that time because it was kind of awkward. But yeah. anywho, it worked. Uh, the stage was definitely not as high as the one that was pushed off in 1998. But it was interesting, like seeing all the people come to that dumpster, like during commercial break and like, you know, trying to get it open and flip it out. And then they, you could see them come out. So that was pretty that was pretty yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, I can imagine um but yeah and then we got the the elbow drop off the tunnel through the table mm-hmm. from caster onto houston gun which is what ended the match but yes. uh yeah just good good clean fun here um and you know i think that probably will end the feud between these two teams i would think i mean what else more do they need to do um <clears throat> But yeah, fun stuff. And I'd hope we still get to see the gun club. I mean, like we've talked about, I think they've kind of earned this spot and they're very entertaining. And I think they're probably better wrestlers than they get credit for just because we don't see them too much. But I'm on board. Let's uh, let's keep featuring them. Yeah, people like to shit on nepotism, you know, but dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, we get our main event of the evening which is a number one contenders match for the AEW Interim World Championship. Championship! And uh, Chris Jericho defeats Wheeler Yuta. I did like how uh, Claudio, we got to hear, da 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 Oh, yeah, he yeah, came yeah. out like, because it was unfair, he had the 2.0 boys with him. So we at least got to hear that music. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, this was a good match. I mean, I think... Wheeler looked really good as he has continued to do. I thought Jericho looked good, you know, for a a main event single spot. And I mean, we've been critical of his wrestling in singles matches at points. Um, But I thought he looked pretty good here. He got all his stuff in, you know, like all of his moves, like progressively through the match. And Wheeler, you know, played the great underdog as he always does. You know, he was pretty relentless um and i think it turned when jericho he hit a low blow went for the judas effect missed 
Um, and then he got the walls of Jericho, but I loved it that he did it like the old lion tamer where he like kind of knees down on their head and pulls the legs as opposed to just like sitting back. So that got a big pop out of me, especially with Moxley saying he wants the lion tamer next week. He wants that last survivor of the heart dungeon, which was like, you know, his early character. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, it was just really cool for me to see that because he just doesn't do it like that. Anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, you know, you, um, what did you think of the match? Yeah, it was uh pretty exciting. You know, I think like the result, I guess, in my mind was never really in doubt. I didn't think yeah. they're going to like blow that big spot, you know, just to have Moxley fight Wheeler Yuta again. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. For again. like the third or fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but no, I thought, uh, I, I thought this, you know, Chris Jericho seemed, nimble and agile and ready to go and it didn't seem like that they they were hiding him behind anything you know whether it be like heel interference or stuff like that it was a pretty fucking clean victory because i think 2.0 got tossed right yeah but he Uh, did hit the low blow so yeah yeah he did hit the low blow but but it was still just you know it was him in the match yeah yeah. and it was because um aubrey threw out the bat you know uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. floyd floyd yeah yeah yeah, and but, we uh, got a couple other spots. Uh, Jericho hit, like, the code breaker on Wheeler in midair, which I thought was really cool. And then yeah. Wheeler also did, what, like, six German suplexes at one point in a row. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love Wheeler, Yuta. I mean, yeah, going good. back to even pre-Blackpool Combat Club, I feel like every week on the show that he wrestled, I'd be like, man, I'm impressed with that guy. But yeah, uh, he is. he's tight. Um, uh, yeah, and then I think at the end – we had what a, a stare. To, oh no, Jericho got the mic. Moxley came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, he ran out. Jericho left, and then Jericho got on the mic saying he opened Pandora's box and that if he wants the lion heart, that Jericho's gonna stretch the shit out of him. Yeah. And uh he's said you're looking at the new AEW champ. So I think that also might have been a slight shot at William Regal. Oh, and with that, Yuta did it. His move is called the Regal Stretch, where he kind of like crosses the legs and then yeah. does like a uh like a camel clutch of sorts. So yeah. yeah, cool that Wheeler did that and then Jericho brought it up. But uh yeah, this was a, a fun show, a very fun show to be at. I mean you know nothing really above the four star mark match wise but there wasn't anything bad i thought the show flowed well good you know we had some good, good storyline development um yeah you got uh got anything to add here uh no not really i think you uh covered all the bases first second third and home well cool i guess yeah. do you want to hit it for now and then we can kind of well, I, I guess we oh, hang on. Or like what? Yeah. What what are we doing from here? Oh, all right. Well, you want to it's been a while, but uh, you want to move into some if you recall here in a minute? Yeah. Let me uh, can I uh, let me go get a drink first? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Go downstairs. Do right. you think? OK, I'll be back. Oh, man. Oh, wish I didn't have to work tonight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Good morning. It's August 4, 2022, and it's a Thursday. Here in L.A., a sunny morning, very still right now. Always love hearing David Lynch talk about the weather. Get real. This show's so sick.
Hello? Hey, Freddy. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just heading home from work. Listening to the new Lynch pod. How was your day, Shelby? Uh, you know, not too bad. Only half the students showed up for my first class. We were peer-reviewing our reflective essays, but I mean, I'm not complaining. It's less for me to read this weekend, and the people who showed up were easy to work with. And you know, this is by far my favorite project to teach. Oh yeah, the whole life story assignment. That's tight. So, uh, hey, I, I got some good news. Oh yeah? Yep, uh, Creative decided to put the Manscaped Ball Scrubber into production, so I'm getting a bonus. Uh, pretty fucking great one, actually. Ah, oh, that's awesome, honey. I know you've been staying late for that, and I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah, you know, I was thinking we could just go ahead and put it towards the mortgage so we could get but ahead. you did that with your Christmas bonus. Seriously, you work too hard to just, you know, do that again. Well, okay, uh, maybe we could finally do that Lord of the Rings experience thing in New Zealand you've always wanted to do. Okay, on paper that seems cool, but I don't know. I feel like it'll kind of ruin the magic. Plus, the first summer term just started, and I'm not going to have two weeks off until, well, fuck, December. So, yeah, don't worry about it. Spend it on you. Well, yeah, I could do that. I just have no idea what that would be. Oh, come on, Bretty. There has to be something. What about podcasting? You love that David Lynch show. Well, yeah, I mean, it's David Lynch we're talking about here. The legendary auteur. What would people want to listen to me talk about? You have to start somewhere. And besides, you're comparing yourself to David Lynch. A, that's unfair. And B, it can be about whatever you want. Well, but that's the thing. I have no idea what what it could be about. And it's not just as easy as, like, just buying a microphone, you know? I mean, you have to learn how to edit it, get it online, promote it, and then actually getting people to listen to it. Stop shooting yourself down, honey. Why don't you do it with a friend? Like Staves or Rich. That'd be fun. Like, you guys could talk about music. I mean, I'd love to hear it. We met because of music. You'd already have one super fan. Well, I really appreciate it, Shelves, but uh, I'd have to ask them to set aside the time because they're both busy too, and just a whole lot of unknowns. Well, um, didn't you say you were into wrestling way back in the day? Like, with your brother? Maybe you could do some sort of sibling thing. Yeah, I don't know. Wrestling, it's, uh, it's kind of complicated. Well, I tell my students this all the time when they say they don't know what to write. Sometimes the hardest part is just starting it, whatever it is. Right. Oh, speaking of Rich and Staverman, would you mind doing me a favor? Sure. Would you mind running to Kroger before you get home? There's like a couple more people coming to the cookout tonight, and I want to make sure we have enough burgers. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, who else is coming? Well, you remember Kelly from Bike Club? And, oh, speaking again of Rich and Staverman, do you remember Beaumont from the night we met? Bloomington, 2013. Oh shit, really? That guy? Yeah, uh, Rich said he hasn't been out of the house for a while and could use some social interaction. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but, uh, kind of funny you mentioned wrestling, because remember after the show when he was like... Yeah, I know, things were weird that night, but I promise he's okay outside of that. I don't know what happened that night, but give it a chance. Uh, well, I guess. Sweet. See you when you get home? Sure, uh... Love you. Love you, too. This afternoon, it'll be going up to 84 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, shit. 29 Celsius. 
and there may be some clouds visiting us late in the afternoon. Brett. Brett. Hey, Brett. Oh, what? Oh, shit, dude. You conked out there, man. What time is it? Oh, like five o'clock. Oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, we were about to start again, you know, and then I went downstairs to grab a drink and then bam, here you are, cashed. Yeah. And you know what? Weirdly enough, uh, I actually had a dream about Shelby, too. What? Yeah, I was like talking to her on the phone about something and David Lynch was talking and I just remember feeling like super frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny, but I don't know. Pretty weird. Too. Yeah, no, I get it, man. Uh, looks like we got Shelby on the brain. I don't know. Uh, maybe I guess we just ought to just, you know, stop talking about her. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but still weird. Well, give me a minute to grab a coffee and uh, we can keep rolling. Well, hey, uh, I maybe we ought to take a break, uh, you know, uh, considering the weird dreams, you know, and the, you know. Well, I mean, all we have is if you recall and it's only five o'clock. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could plow through it. It's, uh, you know, what we've been doing lately, but. Uh, man. Like, do you think that there's been, I don't know, uh, a lack of inspiration around here? What do you mean? Like, don't you feel like we've been just coasting, you know, all year long? Like our, uh, like our episodes, they, uh, they lack the, you know, mojo, uh, we used to have. I mean, yeah, obviously we've, you know, certainly cut down on the editing and the sound effects and, you know, made things simpler for us just because, you know, that shit was taking a lot of time. But I don't know if that means we've lost a step. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Like, uh, okay, I agree. Uh, Cutting down the editing has been good. Um, Spending, you know, hours every weekend putting in the bells and the sound effects and the Greg Goldman stuff and, you know, all that's made things... uh, more freeing um but uh like it's also made things seem more flat yeah well i mean we we wanted to change up the formula of the show and i think that's something we wanted to do for a while so you know not be just a dynamite recap show and i think we've done that yeah right right but but i just think i don't know um it just feels like uh how do I put it? We don't have as much of an identity that we used to. Um, it just kind of feels constantly disappointing. Well, damn. Uh, I had no idea you felt that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, me neither. Um, it just, you know, popped in my head. Well, uh, what do you suggest we do to change that? I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like if I had that answer, I'd be telling it to you right now. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Um, I just needed to get that off my chest. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. 
Well, uh, let's have something for tomorrow then. Something that, uh, you know, really moves things along. Something exciting and inspiring. And uh, let's, let's spend some time tonight. Let's spend some time tonight thinking about it. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll come up with something. We always do. Right. All right, man. Um, okay. Well, um, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Just a cookout. Just a cookout. Just a... Beaumont! <laughs> it's been fucking forever, man. Hey, uh, hey, Shelbs. Um, yeah, it's, uh, been a hot minute. <laughs> no, no, not really hot, you know, but a, but a, but a minute, like, a, you know, the, like the 60-second variety. Uh, nice, uh, place. Yeah, we actually bought it just last year. Cool. Uh, well, uh, thanks for, uh, inviting me. Dude, thank you for coming. Come on in. Wow. Jeez, uh, I thought this was supposed to be a small cookout. <laughs> well, it's just, like, ten of us. Plus, it's not a cookout if you're making it for, like, five people. That's more of a dinner party. Yeah, uh, right. Well, uh, why don't you go mingle? I'll be right back. Well, uh, okay. Hey, Obama. Hey, dude, it's been forever. Thank God. Hey, Rich, Staves, uh, what's up? Not shit, dude. Glad we could drag you out of your house. Yeah, how you been? Um, uh, decent, you know, I, I had just been chilling. So, what are you up to now? You still got that, uh, what is it, that photography gig? Well, just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but I've been kind of, you know, uh, hanging out, you know, watching a lot of wrestling, of course. Uh, man, uh, there was, uh, the sweet match at the G1 last week. So uh, Aaron Hanare, who's, uh, you see this, he's right here on my shirt. Hey guys, what's going on over here? Oh, honey, you remember Bo, right? From Foxygen and UMO? Oh yeah, how could I forget? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go grab a burger. Popeye burger. Uh, me too, dude. Uh, we'll be around. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, I'm, uh, I think I'm kind of, you know, feeling hungry, too. Uh. Wait, Bo, one sec. Uh, let's catch up. When was the last time I saw you again? Uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, I was, like, uh, I don't know, in the grocery, maybe? Oh, it was, like, a year ago. You were up here in Newport, remember? I ran into you on the levee. You were here for that wrestling show thing. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, the that, yeah. Uh. Yeah, Brett, uh, Bo's a huge wrestling fan, you know? Kind of like you and your brother were back in the day. Huh, wow, that's uh, surprising. What's surprising? Well, that's 
kind of a complete 180 from that Bloomington trip. What's a complete 180? Well, uh, I'm sure you don't remember it super well, but you were kind of talking shit about wrestling that night, among many other crazy things. Brett. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, you know, I was like... You know, I was kind of pretty fucked up, and uh, I, I said things, and, you know, I, like, I don't know. I didn't know you were, like, a big, a big wrestling fan and back then, and, you know, like, things came out of my mouth, but uh, so I kind of did say them, but, you know, like, you know. Uh, Whatever, man. I mean, seems like things just haven't changed one iota since then. Um, uh, you know, like, I mean, you know, I, 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 I was just trying not to be. Hey, Beaumont. What? Here, you should try one of the burgers. They're outside, with Rich and Staverman. Brett, what the fuck was that? I guess picking up where he and I left off. Brett, it's been nine years and he's a guest in our house. Give the guy a break. He seems like he needs one. I don't know. He wasn't giving any of us a break that night and I'm not the one who invited him here. Just please, Brett, let it go. We're trying to have fun here. Can you please relax and have a good time? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. What? Like, I don't know, all this wrestling shit just reminded me of, you know, that feeling I had when I watched it with my brother as a kid. You know, that feeling of being a part of something that's not, you know, work or any other shit I have to do. And that and that whole conversation we'd started about, that and the whole conversation we had about starting a podcast in the car. Brett, honey, I know it's frustrating. Just try and let it go. Kelly's here. Like, honey, why don't you, like, maybe go outside and listen to your David Lynch podcast and chill out? Hey, dude, I uh, thought you were coming over a little later. Yeah, uh, sorry, man. Uh, I uh, guess I uh, couldn't sleep. Yeah, me, me neither, really. Uh, you want some coffee? Sure, man. Cool, you want the old Cafe Bustelo or the Kona blend? Uh, how about Kona? Uh, you know, that's also my sister's dog's name, plus Cafe Bustelo is technically espresso. Feeling any more inspired today? Honestly, you know, I don't know. Well, that's not ideal. Nope. And okay. I had another one of those dreams last night where I was a huge wrestling fan. So in this one, I go to this party or something uh, at Shelby's house. And then you were there. And like, I didn't know you. And when I ran into you, it was like just super uncomfortable and like wait, I don't know. Was was I married to Shelby? Yeah. Uh 
Actually, I think you were. Holy fuck. So, geez, I had this dream last night that I was married to Shelby and we were having this cookout and invited Rich and Staves and some other people over. And then you showed up and it was weird. It was like I didn't want you to be there at all. Dude. Like, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea. I wish I knew. But between these shared dreams and this inspiration thing, something's clearly fucking with us. Yeah, clearly. Shit. I hate to say it, but at this point, I don't think it's unreasonable to think this is something supernatural is causing this. Dude, are we really going to go this route again? I mean, (laughs) at this point, what else do we, what other choice do we have? I mean... Besides, you wanted the show to seem more fulfilling and inspired like the old days. I mean, this is one proven way of doing that. I mean, I guess, but every other time this happens, you know, it just feels like something weird and supernatural has just come up and it just force. It's just I don't know, man. Like, well, I mean, it's not like we have to commit to any specific course of action here, but I think we have to start making heads or tails of this somehow and. I mean, who do we usually get involved with when we need to uh, get advice on something supernatural? Yeah. Uh, if only we knew someone who gives us the answers to everything supernatural every time. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me get this straight. The one of you who isn't a big wrestling fan is a huge mock in the dream, and the huge mock in real life isn't in the dream and is married to some broad. Pretty much. Yeah, and we neither know nor like each other. Okay. So your dreams are in some ways the polar opposite of your current reality. Yes. Jeez Louise, this is all terribly convenient and uninteresting. So, uh, can you help us figure out what's causing this? You literally have no idea. No, no. uh, not really. Guess I'll have to hold you into all this. Like you said earlier, that's why I'm here. So, uh, what are the commonalities between your dreams? Well, uh, we both mentioned Shelby. Yeah, and not liking each other and just how overall, how unpleasant the situation is and how we just kind of suck as people in them. And the Bloomington 2013 stuff when we met. Come on, that's obvious. You got to cut a little deeper than that. Yeah, um, I mean, the only other thing that stuck out to me, and it was more in the daydream I had, but I was listening to a David Lynch podcast on my drive home and... Then that came up again last night. Wait, I think I remember I mentioned something about watching wrestling on my fucking telephone in mine. Like I wasn't able to like do it. Well, what do you think that means? Got you two always just so clueless, isn't it obvious? No. no. All right, I'll spoon feed it right to you. David Lynch is back in 2013 Bloomington, Indiana, somehow changing what happened on the night you met, thus creating an alternative reality where you never made the podcast, which you're experiencing in your dreams. Wait, how did you get there? Slowly your dreams are becoming more frequent and lucid, right? To the point, both had the exact same one. That's right. There's your proof. The more frequent and lucid your dreams become, the closer the alternative reality is to replacing your current one. I know film's illogic, but uh, it comes with the territory. How is this even possible? Well, if it is, why is Lynch involved again? Jesus, you're not even familiar with your own source material. Go figure. Yeah. Well... At least I got my smoke. May as well fire one up. Okay, very good. Rick Flair, you have made world... Put that cigarette out. Well, okay. You put on a good show there, Gene. 
Well, God damn it, I'm in fucking 1992. Gee whiz. Well, at least you can't watch a movie on your fucking telephone here. Well, I guess I'll go outside for my smoke now. After Gene told me to put it out. There's got to be some way to get back to the present. And when I do, I'm going to get those fucking brainbuster boys. No way. That's Lynch. We literally sent him back to Royal Rumble 92. That's insane. No, what's even more insane is that you don't even listen to the end of your own episodes. Like I said, terribly convenient and uninteresting. Wait. Okay. If this is true, then how would David Lynch know when and where we met? And how could he have found out when we met if we sent him back to 1992, which is 21 years before we actually meet? And why is this change in the timeline specifically happening now? as if 2013 and the present are occurring simultaneously. Once again, terribly convenient and uninteresting. So if that alternate reality in our dreams overtakes this one, then this show won't exist? Yep. And then our current selves turn into those people from our dreams? Probably. Well, I mean, we definitely have to fix this. We got to somehow find a way to get back to 2013 find whatever Lynch changed and stop him from changing it. Smack, do you have any idea what Lynch might have changed? Nope, you're sorry, bud, not mine. Wait. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are serious about this. Like, even if this were true, like if we, I don't know, um, wound went back and wound up changing things more, uh, we could easily make our situation even worse. I mean, if it is true... Us and the show ceasing to exist is absolutely the worst case scenario. And besides, if this is indeed possible, it could maybe be the inspiration you've been looking for. You know, it's just like old times. Yeah, I mean, uh, it could be true if it is possible. Smack, is it? Well, if I said no, what would be the point of all this? Remember the place in the woods with the cult at the end of Book of Turner, episode 13? Unfortunately. Meet me there in an hour. I mean, I think getting together at this point is the only way we do this. Man, this sure brings back memories. Not for me. I don't think there are many when I wasn't, you know, magically brainwashed by a basic cable television cult. I mean, all I can really remember is, like, how the leaves smelled like burned toast. Well, it was either this or dragging your ass down to that Roy Rogers again, so, uh, only so many supernatural hotspots out here. So, what do we do, Smack? All right, one second. Wait, where's my YouTube app? Sling's gone too. All right, your cell phones are now your fucking telephones. Open the new app. Uh, okay, is it this uh, space-time continuum GPS thing right here? Look at you catching on. So we just input the time and place into here, hit go, and then it takes us there? Yeah. How do we get back? You know, it's a one-way trip. Why is it like that? 
dramatic effect. And so how do we know if we've succeeded in stopping Lynch from changing the past? I don't know. I guess ideally the alternative reality will go poof and then the whole excursion will never happen again if you succeed. So that's the case. Figure that you'll end up where you started. And if we fail? Then you start getting cozy with the alternative reality selves. Sounds simple enough. All right. Bloomington, Indiana, March 8th, 2013. I think we should probably set it in the early afternoon because I think we got there, you know, sometime early that evening and that'll give us time to get settled in, start looking for Lynch. I mean, whatever he's changed more than likely has something to do with us at the Bluebird for the Foxygen and Unknown Mortal Orchestra show, considering we were there most of that night. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. You feeling more inspired yet? Uh, I mean... Hard not to, really. I mean, you know, like even being here at this spot where all this crazy stuff started, um, hard not to be a little inspired, man, you know, uh, thinking that despite all the bad, we did make it through this, you know, and uh, plus, like, uh, traveling to the past, <laughs> that's pretty fucking wild. Um, and there's a pretty good chance, like, we're going to run into our past selves, so. Uh, yeah, I, about that. Uh Shit, smack, since we're going to be in close proximity to our past selves, should we try to avoid us? Good question, actually. I don't know the answer to that one, but uh, one thing I do know is if you do run into your past selves, you know, grandfather paradox, butterfly effect, branch of realities aside, you may encounter something that isn't what you thought it was. Well, that was cryptic. Unpleasant truth about what? Can you be more specific? All right, I've done enough YouTube puzzles. I'm out of here. Just try to keep it, you know, somewhat interesting. All right, well, I guess we can figure this out as we go along. We got this, dude. You ready? Yeah, uh, you know, I actually am. Let's do this. All right, on my count, three, two, one.